Welcome to another episode of the Grove Podcast, and today I have the joy and privilege of spending time with the Jimmy Questenberry. Jimmy Questenberry is a headmaster of Hickory Grove Christian School, and um, a pastor, and an overall excellent person. You're too so, kind. Man, you are the man, Jimmy, and I'm glad you're... Can, can I call you Jimmy? Is that, yes, is that okay? please. Okay. Please, yes. Well, no, I'll, I'll call you Dr. Questenberry nope. because... <laughs> You tell me what you want. You want Jimmy? You want Dr. Quest? I prefer Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy. We're friends. We, we are friends. That. We are friends. And this is awesome that, uh, you know, typically when I'm with the principal or the the head guy in charge of the school, I'm in a lot of trouble. Mm. So I've been there before. Mm. But today, no trouble. We're good to go. Jimmy, I'm so glad you're here today. Good to be here. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit about your family, where you're from, those kinds of things. Um, I want to know. People want to know. Well, I'm ready. Uh, I'm originally from Mount Airy. Mount Airy is up in the mountains. It's right on the North Carolina Virginia line. Mount Airy is that um, Andy Griffith territory? Are you serious? Yeah, that's where you're from. Yep, yep. Hmm. Uh, he was born about two miles from my house. Did you know him? Nah, he's like was was he not the sheriff when you were there? No, he was not the sheriff. Huh. Okay, so, yeah, just wondering. We did. We still have Mayberry days. There he, you go. He moved out of town. You have Mayberry days. Mayberry days. It's a weekend September or so where they shut down town for. Three or four days. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's right. That's Mount incredible. Uh, it's on the North Carolina-Virginia line, mm-hmm. and uh, I was there until I graduated from high school in 1983. I went to North Surrey High School and um, went to Wingate College. Uh, it's Wingate University now. Wingate? No, it's it's Wingate. Wingate. It's, it's Colgate and Tailgate, but it's Wingate. And there's been a push in the huh. last several years to change the name, but uh, the town is to change Wingate. it to Wingate. To Wingate. Well, I mean, it makes sense. That's it, what it doesn't make sense. Well, it's, everyone it's outside Wingate. of Mount Airy says Wingate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> All right. I went to Wingate <clears throat> mm-hmm. College for you, Gerald, and then uh, played baseball there. Um, oh, college athlete played yeah. baseball. Yeah. At, at Wingate. At Wingate. There you go. What position did you play? I was a pitcher. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you you're left-handed? Right-handed. Right-handed. Mm-hmm. Righty pitcher. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was there for uh, four or five years, and uh, after that, I um, took a job as a teacher. Okay. And I was at Forest Hills High School for 16 years. Retired educator from North Carolina Public Schools, Union County Public Schools. I'm married to Elisa, Elisa uh, Questenberry. Met her there in Marshville, Marsh Vegas. Marsh Vegas. Marsh Vegas, that's right. Marsh Vegas. Yep, and then I have five children. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest is Eddie. Uh, Eddie's deaf, and he's adopted from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan, who is the mayor of Marshville. I believe it. Is about, uh, Logan's 23, and uh, he's an old soul. Mm-hmm. He's in a senior citizen's Sunday school class. Everybody <laughs> is 65 awesome. and up. Logan is in right in that median he, age there. He's perfect for that, you know? yep. Uh, Allison, uh, mm-hmm. we call her Allie, mm-hmm. is, it, is at Wingate, mm-hmm. Wingate, however you want to say it. And then I have uh, two in the eighth grade, Ryan uh, and Anna Lee. Anna Lee nice. is also adopted from China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Now let's let's talk mm-hmm. about let's talk about your last name, just so we can clarify. Yeah. Say your last name for me. Questenberry. 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 Now I've heard people say Quisenberry. My kids get it wrong. Your, your, your own kids get it wrong, so I'm not surprised. Most of the kids at 
Now I'm talking about my own biological kids. Right, right, wrong. right. Uh, but at at the school, uh, it's usually Mr. Q, Doctor Q, mm-hmm. Mr. Quiz, Doctor mm-hmm. Quiz, something like that. Yeah. So I I also have um, trouble with my name, with people saying my name, really spelling it. So mm-hmm. you know that whole thing. People can't spell Gerald. Yeah. I don't know why. And I say it just like that, Gerald. Yeah. And you know I got some friends that are like, oh, it's because of your accent. And even if I said Gerald with a real weird accent. It still doesn't sound like, I think this last one I got was Gerilod. 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 Now you so, have problems with Starbucks people. Starbucks people, and they always mess me up. Yeah. yeah. It used to be Blaze Pizza, but I think they caught on because yeah. random, all kinds of people show up and say my name there, and you know, it's whatever. So yeah. it started off as a joke, now it's kind of um, not really funny anymore. Yeah, I'll tell you something funny about my name. You, you probably didn't even know this, but uh, my middle name is Green. 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 Like the color? I like the color green. Uh, I had a great-grandfather who uh, was called Baby till he was seven years old. That mm. was his name. Baby do this, baby do that. My uncle says they called him boy till he was 16. And so he went to the Questenberry graveyard and picked out his name. And the name that he picked out was Greenberry Griffith Mackenzie Bobbitt Turnire Quinzire Questenberry. So Greenberry was his first name and Questenberry was his last name. And they didn't want to sound redundant when they named me, so I'm Jimmy Green Questenberry. We took off the, one of the berries. That's a fact. Oh, my goodness. That is a fact. What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a lot of uh, strange history. Yeah. Well, that family name. Welcome to Virginia and North Carolina. Like Mountains. Questenberry, that's like a, it's from like the Ukraine. I don't know, something like Ukraine. that. Ukraine. Yeah, you, know, you didn't study history. Ukraine and its origin, uh, Questenberry? No, no, no. <laughs> it's actually German. It's German, like, okay, yeah, yeah that's close. Ukraine, uh, German. When you go back about uh, seven or eight hundred years, mm-hmm. it was Questionberg. Okay. And then it got anglicized. Uh, he married an, an English lady, and then it became Questionberry, and then Questionberry. Wow, mm-hmm. so that's very interesting. Yeah, it's very German interesting. Name. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk. Um, let's talk just to, just quickly about adoption. So you have two. Yeah. Two children that are adopted. Mm-hmm. Maybe just uh, share a little bit of that story with us. Yep. Uh, you know, I believe that uh, God calls us to be involved with the, the ministry of adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, and, and it's, this is typically the case, the wife usually comes along first, and then the husband comes along after that in this um, desire to adopt. Um, Anna Lee was adopted at the age of three. Uh, she was, her gotcha day was the same day as her birthday mm. and my wife's birthday. Mm, nice. So all on the same day. She picked her up on her third birthday. And uh, actually during, a, I think it's called, I don't know if it's called a tsunami in China, but it's a Category 4 tsunami. Whoa. Uh, we've even got pictures where Elisa is carrying Anna Lee through the streets of Guangzhou, uh, holding her up, and she's in uh, knee-deep of water trying to get her to the doctor's office. What, what was it like, you being from Mount Airy, <clears throat> <laughs> and then going to China. Well, she went with a friend. Now, okay. Logan requires uh, full-time care, so oh, I okay. stayed home with Logan. Oh, okay, okay. So Elisa carried one of her best friends with her mm-hmm. to, to pick Anna Lee up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year later, I went back by myself uh, to oh, pick goodness. up Eddie. Okay. Uh, that was challenging because, mm-hmm. as mentioned, Eddie's deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew a little bit of American Sign Language. Mm-hmm. He knew Chinese Sign Language, and so that was really a really interesting 17 mm-hmm. days. I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. Now, you're really good at sign language now. I mean, you... I, I, I don't think I'm that good. Uh, I'm, I do what's called pidgin. American Sign Language is, is very nuanced. Uh, okay. You have objects in front of subjects, you know, and I speak subjects in front of objects. 
Um, I'm completely lost right now. Yeah, well, in but, your typical English, I go to the store. Is, you know, that's mm -hmm. what you say. But in American Sign Language, it's store I go. And so... Um, it's kind of Yoda-ish. It, it's, it's backwards. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I do okay getting my message across. Mm -hmm. I'm a little slow at receiving signs. Uh, we started a sign language class. You know, if you, the IMB talks about unreached people groups, and that mm -hmm. was one of the reasons that, you know, I had a vested interest in it. Sure. Um, but uh, we believe that we're trying to share the gospel with the nations, and that includes the deaf. It's mm -hmm. one of the unreached people groups. That's great. Uh, interestingly, uh, <clears throat> here in America, a lot of people claim to be Christian. Uh, in the deaf population, only 1% to 2% even claim to be Christian. Mm. So it is a very unreached people group. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love um, at chapels, sometimes I, I just, uh, during the music, actually while I'm leading a song, I'll look over at Miss Turner, mm -hmm. and she's doing the sign language for the song, and it's just um, it's just neat. Yeah. It's neat to see it, and the students that she's teaching, they're watching, and sometimes they're doing the doing the sign language as well to the, the uh, lyrics. Yeah. And so it's it's really neat. It's neat that we have that for our and students. And you can tell that they're worshiping. They're mm -hmm. just not oh, yeah. signing. Right. They're right. worshiping. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, as a singer real. yourself, I mean, that is their way of mm -hmm. singing. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. So let's talk about, um, let's dive a little deeper into your role at the Christian school. Okay. So... What does it mean that you're the headmaster? What, what does that mean? It well, sounds, it's kind of a weird term, but. Yeah, I don't use the term headmaster. Mm -hmm. I say head of school. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I typically say that God's leading this. Uh, everything good that's happened to our school since I've been there, uh, you, we have to give credit to God. God has been instrumental. There, there have been countless examples of things that happened, not because of anything that we did as a, as a leadership group, but because God just laid it in our laps. Mm -hmm. And so we've been very excited about the, the progress that the school has made mm -hmm. during that time. Um, but uh, I prefer the term head of school. Head of school. Yeah, headmaster okay. sounds a little little bit arrogant. It, it, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, how long have you been at Hickory Grove? Uh, I've been attending Hickory Grove for 10 years. Okay. I came in August before Clint preached in November. So I've been there about two months. August of 2009? Mm -hmm. That's when I came to Hickory Grove. Yep, that's when I came mm -hmm. as just a member. Mm -hmm. uh, as head of school, um, May 1st, uh, be, be five years this coming May 1st. And you're typically at the, at the Harris campus? Typically, On yes. Sundays, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, good. Um, so how long has Hickory Grove Christian School been alive? Yeah, this is our 25th year. We've been oh, a nice, school, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we've been a school 25 years. Uh, we've had 14 or 15 graduating classes. I think the wow. first graduating class, high school class, was in 2004. Okay. But that first year, people slept at the church the night before waiting to get their applications in to join the school. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Now, the school started in what year did it start? Uh, 95. 95? I, I'm a history major. I think that my math's right, but I think it's 95. I graduated high school in 95. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've been out of high school 25 years. You know. Which means? It means nothing. I, I noticed some gray hair on the side. You don't notice right any gray there. hair. There's no gray <laughs> hair in there. There might be a little bit. There yeah, might be a little yeah. bit. So, okay, let's, let's talk about Christian education. Why, why do you feel like that's even important? Yeah. And there's really three different kinds of education. You have your public school education. Um, most people in America go through the, the government-type system. Uh, we have uh, a lot of homeschoolers that's been very popular in the last 20 or 25 mm -hmm. years. And then, of course, private school education. Um, 
And parents have to decide, you know, what type of education that they want for their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not, uh, by going to the public school, obviously, you, you will not get a Christian bent. Uh, at homeschool, that's why a lot of people, that's why the homeschool movement started. A lot of people wanted to be able to teach Christian principles, uh, right. biblical principles to their children. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christian education, private school Christian education is you come get a solid education and you're also getting the biblical gospel-centered principles. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm a parent and I'm looking to send my child to school someplace, why why would I or why should I even consider Hickory Grove Christian School? Well, you know, I feel a lot of times like a used car salesman mm-hmm. because I believe in the product. And, sure. uh, you know, you know, I could sit here and share all day why you should send your kids to Hickory Grove Christian School. But first and foremost is that you're going to get a gospel-centered, biblically, not biblically based. I mean, it's a biblically saturated education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something that we do in every class. A biblical worldview is taught not just during our Bible and theology classes, uh, but it's taught in all classes. And uh, that starts in TK and it runs all the way through 12th grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of the classes that we teach in uh, high school, those Bible theology classes, are classes that you can actually get college credit for. And, uh, you know, we're very serious. It's, it's a core subject for us. It's mm-hmm. not a Sunday school lesson, it's not an add on. Uh, but it is a solid, biblically saturated, mm-hmm. gospel-centered education. You, you've got great Bible teachers. Well, you got all kinds of great teachers, but your Bible teachers. Um, there are some pastors that are involved there. There, um, there are guys who are very ministry-minded, and and they're mm-hmm. um, solid guys. Yeah, um, good friends of mine, um, and they they do a solid job teaching our our students. Um, you know, when when we were thinking about putting our children school there you know there's a school so you know I live in Harrisburg there's a school less than a mile from my house Mm -hmm. it's very convenient I can take my kids to school there um, drop them off pick them up all that kind of stuff it's just so close but we drive golly probably 25 minutes and by we I mean my wife Mm -hmm. she does most of it about 99.9 percent of it Um, and so uh, she drives a long way to take our kids to school but we look at it as as a sacrifice but it's a sacrifice that we're willing to make because we believe um, in what the school's doing. Mm-hmm. We um, love the teachers, the staff, um, everything about the school is um, is great. We want our children to be a part of that. Yeah, Jared, what, what you're seeing in, in our society today is a lot of our high school students walking away from the faith. Yeah. And part of the reason that they're walking from the faith is they do not have that firm foundation of a Christian education up under them. Um, and it's it's not just a sacrifice; it's an investment for you. And you don't you don't sacrifice academics by coming to Hickory Grove. You're mm-hmm. still going to get a solid right. academic education. Mm-hmm. Our, our kids do well when they go on to other schools, colleges, universities. They go with a very solid education, but they go with that biblical base, that foundation up under them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a lot of people that travel to come to Hickory Grove, to come into urban Charlotte and mm-hmm. to drop off their kids. Uh, I travel 45 minutes just to get there one way. Marshville's not close to anything. No, it's not. <laughs> that's not it. uh, D.C., the country. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about what someone can expect at Hickory Grove Christian School, let's uh, let's start with academics. Um, okay. Start with high schoolers. Um, what can they expect? Well, if it's okay, I'm going to back up, and I'm just going to kind of walk through TK sure. yeah. all the way through 12th grade. Uh, the the 
the writing and reading that we have in elementary school is the exact same reading and writing program that you would find at the local public schools. Lucy mm-hmm. Calkins Readers Write Readers Workshop and Writers Workshop. Uh, but the difference is, is that biblical worldview overlay. Mm-hmm. In middle school, we've uh, in the last year we've started steering a little more to a classical bent. Uh, in our Bible classes, that there are brief lessons in Greek. Uh, when you start in the sixth grade, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, by the time that you finish those three years of Bible, you will have uh, completed a Greek one high school course, and then you can go into Greek two in the ninth grade. Uh, wow! When you get to high school. Um, it is a very solid education, but it's full of AP classes, advanced placement classes. Mm-hmm. We offer 16 advanced placement classes, and we're one of only three evangelical, well, only three Christian schools in the entire state that offer what's called the AP Capstone Diploma. Uh, there's AP Research and AP Seminar, and students who complete that AP Capstone Diploma have six advanced placement classes mm-hmm. under their belt, and a lot of admissions people are telling us that that alone by itself is enough to get you into our school. Wow. Now, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you mentioned AP. You know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't necessarily a part of any sort of AP classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe like a PE, and I was really good at lunch. Um, <laughs> that's about it, you yeah. know. Math always gets me. I'm not really good at that, yeah. that kind of stuff. I like English, but not all that much. Yeah. So, well, you would still yeah. do well at our school. We have a lot oh, of kids yeah. who don't take advanced placement classes, but that very solid, rigorous education is there. But we're also trying to teach people how to be good citizens, mm-hmm. good moms, mm-hmm. good dads, good employees, good employers. Sure. So you're not necessarily, we're not necessarily a vocational or a mm-hmm. trade school, but we do have components there that you don't necessarily have to go to college. A lot of people mm-hmm. go to the military from our school, mm-hmm. uh, but they go on to other professions. As Speaking well. of that, we also have a pretty, pretty brand new ROTC program now, right? Yep, Is that we, right? Yep, we started a, a cadet program, okay. an ROTC program. Um, a lot of people want to go into the military, so mm-hmm. we're trying to provide that type of discipline structure That's great. for them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, who, who leads that? Uh, Major Gannis. Major okay. Gannis. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is he's He's pretty serious, huh? Yep. I, I All think I met ROTC him people are pretty serious, yeah? okay. and uh, he fits the bill very well. That's cool. Uh, they do toe the line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so let's – well, actually, no, let, let's stay in the, the academic portion just for a quick second. Um, tell me about the Spanish Immersion Program. Okay. Uh, we have <clears throat> do have a Spanish Immersion Program that begins in kindergarten. Uh, those parents who opt to put their children in that class go into a Spanish-speaking class where Spanish is taught, spoken 90% of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, science is taught in Spanish. Math is taught in Spanish. Literacy is in Spanish. Wow. And they'll do that kindergarten and first grade. And then in second grade, it will be not 90% of the day, but 50-50. And we'll start incorporating more English literacy. What we're finding is, is those that go into the English literacy are picking up their English literacy much quicker. The studies mm-hmm. say that by the time they reach the fifth grade, that these now bilingual students will be about a full year ahead of their English-only peers wow. in English. So they're doing wow. quite well. And it's really neat to see these little kids that are English speakers mm-hmm. uh, hearing nothing but Spanish, receiving commands, talking, speaking. Yeah, it's a neat program. It catches you off guard sometimes. Yeah. Um, even, you know, as I lead worship at the chapels, um, you know, these kids are singing in Spanish 
Mm-hmm. And um, man, I love it. I love to see it. I, I wish my kids would have uh, been been a part of it. You know, they look like they could probably have a little bit of Hispanic in them, so yeah. they should be able to speak. But no, they don't. No, it's just Spanish. it's more country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they speak well, and they also have the right accents too. Mm-hmm. They're, right. they're being taught by native speakers, mm-hmm. Panama, Colombia, Puerto Rico, and so they're being taught by people who actually speak the language. Right. So their R's roll just right. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Really cool thing. Um, let's transition to let's talk sports. Let's talk athletics at Hickory Grove. Okay. Um, give me the rundown. Um, I, I was I was in the gym the other day, and I happened to look up, and there's banners for days mm-hmm. up there. Let's talk about some of those banners. We we have a really good softball team. Yep. You want to talk a little bit about that? We, we've been very successful in softball. Mm-hmm. Roger Waddell, who retired last year, yep. Fields now named after Roger. But, oh, is it really? Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, Roger won seven state championships. Now, you remember, we've only been a high school since 2004. Right. Uh, but he's in the final four just or was in the final four just about every year, but mm-hmm. seven state championships. That's incredible. Uh, we've uh, in the last year, we had several state champions. We had a cross country state champ- mm-hmm. champion last year, Daniel Simelton, who's mm-hmm. ranked in the nation now down at, uh, I believe he's at Anderson. Wow. And uh, we had several state champions in track and field. <clears throat> uh, baseball team did quite well last year. And uh, basketball team is always uh, pretty successful mm-hmm. as well. Top notch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think um, the varsity basketball coach Jim Rhodes, um, who I'm sure he'll be on here sometime, sometime mm-hmm. soon. Anyway, Jim told me that uh, I think it's like the private school state championship in North Carolina is like the third hardest to win in the country, or something like that. So yeah. we, I mean, it's it's difficult, and and our boys do well. Yeah, I wouldn't well. doubt that. Uh, even in our conference right now, I believe First Assembly is probably ranked in the top. 15 in the nation. Mm-hmm. Carmel last year was in the top mm-hmm. 10 or 15 in the nation as yeah. well. And, you know, we're competing with those people mm-hmm. weekly. So sports, I mean, sports is, you know, it's a big deal. Oftentimes people think Christian school, sports may suffer. Um, and so they'd rather put their kids in a, in a public school or whatever. But oftentimes, um, well, especially at, at our school, um, I mean, you can excel in sports. Yep. And we don't focus in sports on the result. We focus on raising high-character people mm-hmm. who learn the lessons in sports that will benefit them in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to face some type of uh, tragedy in your life as you leave high school and go on and become an adult. And sports provides the vehicle for those mm-hmm. people to be able to navigate those struggles well. Yeah. Now, it's not every sport at Hickory Grove that's top tier. Yeah. We're we're rebuilding in a couple things. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. But um, exciting are you, days are coming. They are. You're, you're talking days. about football. Aren't I'm, you? I'm just. I'm just. You know, by speaking. nature of being a really small school, it's hard for us to have the kind of numbers that sure. are really needed to be successful mm-hmm. in football. But Lynn Coble is the football coach. Mm-hmm. Fantastic man. Yeah. Just a godly, godly man. And he is teaching those guys those principles that mm-hmm. we want them to learn to be That's able to great. struggle through hard times. That's great. That's great. Um, so let's talk about some of the schools. You, you've mentioned um, some students that are going to certain colleges or whatever, but um, with a school like Hickory Grove, I, I could see that some people would be a little concerned about, well, what kind of school, what kind of college could my child go to mm-hmm. if we invest in them going to Hickory Grove? So just drop a couple names of some schools that okay. 
some of our students are graduating from our school and going to. Mm -hmm. And well, you said the word investment. Mm -hmm. And so if you do invest in our school, I mean, you can up the ante about where you go to school. Mm -hmm. uh, at last count, uh, we were somewhere in the neighborhood of about 175 different colleges that our students have been accepted to wow. since 2004. Wow. Uh, they've been accepted to every military acad academy, uh, West Point, Army, uh, the Navy, Air Force, have been in Coast Guard. They've been accepted to all the military academies. Uh, we had two students accepted to Duke this week, and I know you Duke? The I should probably talk to them. They probably need some sort of counseling, some biblical guidance. Well, they've been accepted. I didn't say that they would attend there. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need to go there. Duke, you know. Yeah, but they get accepted to all the top-notch schools. Yeah. And, and you can go from Georgetown to the University of Miami to Cal Berkeley. Uh, you could go from wow. East Coast to West Coast. Uh, our kids are getting accepted to those places. Boston mm -hmm. College, Boston University, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, um, Alabama, Auburn. Wow. Okay, that's great. That's great. Um, so when these when these kids go to these schools, they're I mean they're they're ready to face a lot of the things that mm -hmm. our culture and everything's just going to throw at them. Um, I, I believe just being a dad and being a staff member of the church and seeing seeing the school, I love to see um, how much emphasis is placed on um, discipleship, but also on serving and reaching the lost through missions. We do a whole lot of missions, um, whether it's small projects or um, mission trips, stuff like that. Walk us through some of that. Okay. Well, first of all, when you send people out and when they leave our school, they're on mission then. Mm -hmm. uh, you can really divide missions up two ways. You have domestic missions. You have actually three, local missions, domestic missions, and foreign missions. And so we believe that as our students graduate and they, and they are planted in some of these colleges and universities, that they become missionaries there first and foremost. Um, from there, all of our seniors will take a foreign mission trip. Uh, for example, uh, here in a couple of days, we'll be going to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. uh, about two-thirds of our students will, will go there. In fact, uh, you're going I'm to going. the Dominican I'm going. I'm going on that yep. trip. So yep. I'm chaperoning. Yep, that's right. Parents should feel good about that. Uh, not your Spanish, but right. they'll feel good yeah. that you're there. <laughs> right, right. Uh, we will also take a third of our students to Ecuador. Okay. And uh, the students in the Dominican Republic will actually build a house during the week that they're there. And uh, the students in Ecuador are uh, leading a pastor's conference. We have about 80 uh, Kichwa Indian pastors that are coming to a facility as part of a program through Hickory Grove Baptist Church. Um, and they are trained to lead their churches. And we're also putting in an aquaponics garden there in Ecuador. What is, what is aquaponics? Yep, aquaponics is, is kind of our nod to STEM education. Uh, aquaponics is a soilless gardening system. Uh, we have a soilless gardening system inside of our school. And so you take the waste from fish and uh, it, through the nitrogen cycle, feeds lettuce and mm. plants. And then we can grow those uh, vegetables really quickly. And then as part of our local missions, we harvest that lettuce about once every two weeks. And then it goes to our food pantry uh, there at Hickory Grove Baptist Church. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have about 130 or 40 families, I believe, that come to the food pantry, and uh, they are 
adamant about having that uh, leafy green vegetable. It's really the only fresh vegetables that they get. From fish waste? From fish, well, the waste, um, the ammonia, which turns to nitrite, which turns to nitrate, into nitrogen. And we can grow a head of lettuce. Typically, it takes about 12 or 13 weeks. We can grow it out in about six weeks. Oh, wow. And so we're harvesting 150 heads of lettuce. We're doing that same thing in places like the Dominican Republic and Ecuador. Uh, we've been to Mozambique and worked with the International Mission Board, put a, a, an aquaponics garden there in Mozambique. Uh, we're working through Carolina for Kiberia in Kenya. Uh, we have also have plans to put an, an, um, uh, in, an orphanage in Haiti. Mm. Uh, so, uh, and uh, we've just had conversations in the past week about possibly going to Uganda in a school there. There's a, a school that has about seven or eight deaf kids and they are mm. maxed out in their education. And so we're working through um, uh, uh, some people out of Brook Hills Church in Alabama okay. to go and put an aquaponics garden there. Now, you're leading the trip to Ecuador, is that right? Yes. Sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. So, I mean, head of school, yep. missionary as well. Yep, going to teach. Uh, that's Fernando awesome. Regante, who's one of our Bible teachers, mm-hmm. has two masters, mm-hmm. uh, but he's oh, wow. from Argentina. And, uh, you know, thinking about him and being from Argentina, we see our Spanish immersion students in six or eight years actually taking his systematic theology class in Spanish. So he wow. will teach in Spanish, they'll receive in Spanish, mm-hmm. the whole class is in Spanish. Uh, we also have aspirations to have a Latin American class taught in Spanish mm-hmm. uh, by Debbie Winch. Debbie Winch is also going on the trip with us. Okay. Uh, she's uh, Colombia, Panama area, and uh, so she's going with us as well. Nice. So those fish, that are in that tank. There's a big tank down there, is that right? Yep, 400 gallon fish tank. 400 gallon fish tank. Mm-hmm. What kind of fish is in there? Tilapia. You have any bass? No bass. Catfish or anything like that? We had catfish to begin with. Yeah. Tilapia are much more robust, and the catfish died out. How, how big can a tilapia get? I mean, I've had it before. I guess we've, I had a, you know. We've got some in there that are probably three pounds, four pounds. Now, is, is, this, is this tank open for anybody? You know, I, I enjoy look, fishing. What I'm saying is, you know, I could. You're not going to throw a hook. I'm saying, can you, can you harvest the fish? Because people like fish. We they, have you know. harvested the fish. Last spring, we harvested fish, and uh, we taught our private Christian school kids how to clean fish, skin fish, fry oh, fish. You know, because like one of the largest <laughs> or one of the fastest growing high school sports in America mm-hmm. is fishing. We have a fishing team. We have a fishing team? We have a fishing team, that's who, right. Who coaches that? Yeah. Well, uh, we have students who go on their own. Mm, yeah. I think they need some guidance. I'm willing to I'll, teach I'll put a Bible in a good word for you. I know a man, a and I might be able to get you in with that. I, I, need, I need to help with that. All I, right. I feel the calling just even, even now. So <laughs> let's talk about one, one of the things I love about Hickory Grove is that the teachers, they're, they're, they're there to do their job, but they're also there to um, walk alongside these, these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear countless stories of teachers um, going above and beyond, I mean, spending their own money, using their, their time, their own uh, personal time to meet with kids, to help kids who come from um, broken homes or tough environments, whatever, mm-hmm. because not, not everyone who goes to Hickory Grove Christian School is a believer for and sure. so yeah. um, these teachers are there and at any point are ready and willing to share the gospel to um, 
help with a physical need mm-hmm. um, while also helping for the, the spiritual need. Right. So a, as a dad, I, I love that. Yeah. If there's some things that my kids are not necessarily wanting to talk to me about or mom, they have teachers who love them and who they love. Mm-hmm. And, and those teachers are willing to give up their time to yeah. meet with these kids. That's a, that's a great thing. That doesn't yes. happen everywhere. No, it doesn't all, happen everywhere. all of our teachers are believers. And uh, all of them are committed to that mission. Mm-hmm. Um, they do come alongside the kids. And we know that a lot of those kids are they are developing their faith. They're mm-hmm. learning their faith. Uh, but we believe that it would be sad for any student to come to Hickory Grove, even for a year, and not hear about the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so all of our teachers, uh, mm-hmm. that, is, that is first and foremost. Uh, we'll, we talk about that in interviews before we talk about uh, your education, mm-hmm. your experience, are you a believer? Do you love Jesus and do you love people? And mm-hmm. so we work from that. Let's transition quickly to um, Pastor recently made a big announcement about Hickory Grove Christian School coming to the Mallard Creek campus of Hickory Grove. Yeah. Let's talk about that because right when you said it, you could you could hear like this gasp of, mm-hmm. oh man, that like that's awesome. That's gonna be a really great thing. Can you walk us through some of the details of that? Yeah, a, a lot of, we have quite a few kids who get on a bus every morning mm-hmm. and travel into Charlotte mm-hmm. from the Mallard from Creek campus. Mm-hmm. It's a 20 minute drive and probably longer on a bus. And so uh, we have been receiving requests for years to start a school here at Mallard Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the time seems to be right. This is a very growing area. Uh, I mean, you look around us and there's housing developments all around Everywhere. this place. There's Everywhere. apartments all around this place. And uh, we think that this area is fertile and ready for a uh, school that is a, a, a really solid, gospel-centered, biblically saturated mm-hmm. Christian school. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to start a, a kindergarten through third grade okay. uh, this coming year. We hope to expand um, a grade per year, okay. and uh, we will take uh, one or two classes per grade over the next year or two. Lori Chevron, who has been a, a longtime favorite teacher there mm-hmm. at the Harris campus, she's been there 20 years, and wow. I think she could teach a rock to read. And uh, <laughs> she's going to lead this campus up here, okay. and so a lot of people are really excited about that, mm-hmm. except the 15 kids that were going to be in her class next year. I did hear that um, while it's a great thing that she's going to come and give leadership here, it's a it's a tremendous loss yeah. at the Harris campus. Yeah, she is such a mentor, though. Yeah, and that's what so I hear. the teachers hear. that will be up under her and that will work alongside of her and the, the 60 to 100 students that will be here, she will be in those rooms loving on those mm-hmm. kids. And so that's we good. think that it's a, a win-win for mm-hmm. Mallard Creek and then also for the name of... Uh, Christian education. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when is when does that school start? Start in the fall. Okay. Uh, yep. We will also start enrollment um, in February, uh, February third. Okay. Uh, parents can go online and fill out a new application then. Okay. And then we'll start the testing process right away, and they'll start next August. Okay. Now, um, tell me about the education style that we're going to look at for yeah. the Mallory Creek campus? You know, for several years, I was in public school for uh, 28 years, mm-hmm. and um, I was able to develop what I thought was, uh, what I believe was the best way to get education to kids. And I've always had this desire to have a classical Christian school um, 
things that focus on Latin and Greek and uh, the, 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 the primary source documents that are instrumental in growing our country. And, uh, and so uh, this school will have classical Christian bent to it. Uh, we will still do a lot of the things that we've been successful with, but we will also begin to incorporate some Latin. Uh, we've already started wow. incorporating <laughs> Greek in the middle school. I mentioned that before. That is so it's, crazy. Yeah, so we'll have Latin that will be taught. Uh, it is based upon classical Christian. It is based upon uh, what's called the trivium, and they'll teach grammar in elementary school when uh, sing-song rhymes are uh, kids love to sing. They mm-hmm. love the rhymes. And so they'll learn those things in what's called grammar. It's not the grammar, nouns, verbs. You don't think of it in those terms. And then they'll uh, move into logic in middle school and then rhetoric in high school. Rhetoric being an apologetics type of uh, approach to formulating arguments about really difficult problems. My goodness. I'm glad I got out of school when I did. You struggle at Hickory Grove, Gerald. I, I, you, know, you, you know, we don't have people that just show up in the principal's office for discipline problems a whole lot. You might struggle at Hickory Grove. You know, we should get some of the other pastors together and put them through like a semester, like just, just taking the test and stuff like that, just to see what would happen. Yeah. I would, you know, I'm a good test taker, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I might fail everything else, but when it comes time to the test, you know, when, when I was younger, my teachers, they always thought I was cheating on a test. Yeah. Because I could like look at a page, like my science book, I could look at the page and then like memorize the page. I could mm-hmm. see it in my head. Mm-hmm. And so when I would go to take the test, it was a, like a vocab test, whatever, I would write the word. I would write the definition word for word. And my teachers were like, there's no way you could. I mean, look at this mm-hmm. other work you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, so, so I've had to take. So you never cheated. Never cheated. It's I had to, to take many story. tests yeah. over again, though, in like detention <coughs> and stuff like that. So, detention. Yeah, I had that. I had that a time or two. Yeah. Whatever. But, well, Doctor Questenberry, today was awesome. Thank you so much for your time yes, and um, walking us through what it looks like being a part of Christian education. And um, my hope is that parents would see the value in it and that they would uh, trust our church and our pastors and um, and enroll their kids at the Harris campus for their older kids and this campus for the younger kids. Sounds good. Thank you, Joe. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.